You ready? Yeah, go. Okay. Uh, the Super Matrix, two blue pills, which we could change to three. Uh, follow the white guys. Yeah. Dozer, I that's hardly good. know her. Yeah, that's it. Dozer, I hardly knew ye. Uh, there is no pod. We can do the uh, Mister and Mister and Mister Anderson. <laughs> Wait, there is no pod is actually very good, but like it's like too good for the show. <laughs> and then last but not least is uh, me tricks the neo doth protest too much. Oh, that's so bad. It's really bad. All right, all right, all right. Give I thought me... the Mister Anderson and Mister Anderson and Mister Anderson was funny. Uh, throw some dramatic music under me if you could adam uh-huh. i know you're out there i can feel you now i know that you're afraid hey what about pod what, this what the fuck i was in the middle of the intro <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay this. my bad pod this is good though pod this is very good uh, all right sorry i'm going back on mute my bad it's all, all good all good all good all right sorry um put the um put the dramatic music under it I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to turn off my microphone now, and then I'm going to show you a world without bad podcasts, without my bad host, a world where anything is possible. Where we go from here is a choice that I leave to you. How do they know what chicken tastes like? Zero 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 one zero 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 one one zero 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 one 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 zero 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 one 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 zero 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 one one zero 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 one one Welcome everybody to episode fifty-two of Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson, and Mr. Anderson, an in-depth and very serious exploration into the world of the Matrix. I am your host, Trevor Dillon, and please allow me to introduce my co-host, Adam, the only person that Morpheus would never awaken, and Wagner. I almost screwed that up, but I got through it. Adam, what's going on? Morpheus. That Okay, so uh, are you going to be working out your Keanu impression this whole time? or? Yeah, probably. I think uh, it's coming back in style, which is pretty nice. Hey, Keanu, the Keanu Sans is something that we'll touch on with our awesome guest today eventually, but um, I, I do need to put you on the grill right when we start this episode. Um, do you have any clue how rude it is to, <laughs> when we have a guest for you to, Here at the go. time you're supposed to send out the link, say, I'm eating? Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so I had a long day at work. I come home. Trevor says 4 o'clock. I say, okay. Then he moves it to 3.30. I say, I can probably do that. I come home. I rush to take a shower so I can eat for the first time today. And Trevor Bezos over here gets upset at me for being five minutes late. I don't, I don't understand why you not eating the whole day is supposed to be my problem. Listen, I'm not talking about myself. I'm used to dealing with your nonsense about not sending stuff on time or being on time. But we have a guest. We have a guest. He was on the Swordfish episode, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that maybe you could make some small talk with your friend. But I guess that's too hard to ask of Trevor Bezos Dylan. <laughs> He's not just my friend. He's the friend of the podcast. We'll get to him in a moment. But we do have to go over some stuff at the top. In our segment that we always call the dreaded discourse, uh, you were eating, Adam. What were you eating? 
I had a orange chicken bowl from Trader Joe's. <laughs> okay, it's just, just boring enough to be perfect for you. Spider-Man, we're not doing an episode about Spider-Man, Adam. That seemed to kind of annoy you a little bit. Why is that annoying to you? I thought it could, you know, I, I'm always pushing for good radio, Trevor. You know this. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> Do I ever know? When I listen back to these episodes, I'm like, wow, he's really pushing for good radio. <laughs> um, and I, I thought it might be an interesting... Uh, you, you, you listeners out there, let us know if it would be or not. But to get an actual fan of the Spider-Man, because there's a lot out there who are saying 10 out of 10, 100 out of 10. And this movie is not going to appeal to either Trevor or I. I know it already hasn't. I mean, it could, it could have, but we don't need to talk about Spider-Man because we're focusing our direction towards another franchise that I find infinitely more interesting that we're going to have a fourth installation into very soon. I'm going to see an IMAX in two days. Adam, when are you planning on seeing The Matrix Resurrections? You know what? I'm so excited that I get to watch that at home on Wednesday. Oh, my God. Keanu said that was okay, actually. I saw a quote from him today that said, if you have to watch it at home, just watch it at home. I think that's... Unless it, unless it's a health thing, which I know COVID cases are spiking, especially where we live and stuff like that. So if you need to stay home, obviously stay home. I get it. Adam, I have two more things for you before we introduce our guest, who is just so patient right now. Um, you texted me this week, I'm a sick sod, I like a quick pod. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> I just thought that, uh, you know, you, we were trying to plan out the podcast and uh, I wanted to tell you I was available. I'm a sick sod. I like a quick pod. Okay. So there's really no meaning behind that. I, you uh, didn't respond to that, by the way. I, <laughs> did I? Okay. Well, I've been a little bit busy. but uh, And then one more thing. Uh, I only wrote this down. I do not remember what it was about, but because the Matrix is kind of thematically linked to dreams and stuff. You said you had a dream this week. What was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what I was talking about. What was it? Uh, I don't Can know, we- but you you know what? Now, because I, I really don't have anything written down, I want you to know that the Dreaded Discourse is going to be, half the time, a lot of stuff that you've texted me, so make sure you're really, really <laughs> watching what you're sending me during the week. Great. Um, you know, wait, there is one big thing. Literally, as this podcast was starting, um, Eggers dropped the new trailer for his Norseman. What, what are we doing here? This is just all over the place. Yes, the Northman looks cool. I saw the trailer for it. I'm excited for it. That's some discourse. It's out, baby. Yeah, it looks Bjork cool. up in here. I was literally, my first response to the trailer was great use of Bjork in that trailer. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's awesome. Very excited. It seems very Eggersy already, and it's already his, only his third movie. Can I use our last couple minutes here before we actually get into the show to talk about a dream that I had that I thought was really funny, and then hopefully you can remember yours? Yeah, this is a new segment called uh, The Heat. Yeah, well, this is always a segment we do on this uh, show, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson, and Mr. Anderson. Um, I had a dream this week, I think it was like two days ago, actually, where I was in a classroom. So dream logic, I'm obviously not in school anymore. It's been quite some time since I've been (laughs) in school. And my teacher was um, world-renowned pop star Halsey. Are you familiar with Halsey? Yeah, she's a nice lady. Halsey is my favorite, uh, is my celebrity crush. And so Halsey is the teacher of this class, and Halsey's three years younger than me. So again, dream logic doesn't quite make sense. Uh, And Halsey is giving away an award for her favorite student in the class, which I know is crazy and would never happen. And is like, you cannot do that as a teacher. It's very stupid. But uh, Halsey looks down at me and says... It's Trevor. You're my favorite student. And all of all of the students go crazy. And they're all like, oh, like, Miss, Miss Halsey has a, a crush on you. And, um, and then Halsey in the dream just says, 
yeah, I, I, I do have a crush on Trevor. Oh and, then my I, God. and then I woke him immediately. And that is the most childish dream I've had in quite some time. That is nuts. I guess Jen's out of the country right now. I told Jen that story and she could not stop laughing. But she's very happy that my celebrity crush is uh, Halsey. I don't know why, but... Um, I know our guest is sitting muted right now, just loading shells into his proverbial shotgun right now <laughs> as we're just giving him material. But uh, do you um, remember what your dream was? Yeah, I looked up the text. All right, so this was pre-me seeing Licorice Pizza. I was very, like, <laughs> excited about seeing it, obviously, for a very long time. Um, yeah. But I haven't been able to. I, I finally did, but before that, I wasn't able to because of work schedules. And it's only playing in one effing theater around us. Um, but I had a dream that I finally went to go see it i was with some friends there and like we were ordering popcorn and everything and then i went into the theater and like people were like singing along with the movie really loudly they were just (laughs) talking to each other like oh this is my favorite part and they're really getting into it and there was windows in the theater so it was just constant sunlight you know draping over us and i was just getting so upset because i'd already missed the beginning of the movie and i was like no i'm leaving forget this i'm gonna try it again that's anxiety of people having seen the movie a million times before you've seen the movie. Absolutely. That's so funny. I, I, ha- I have dreams sometimes where, like, I'm running a screening, and then, like, it comes time to start the movie, and I just, like, go, like, wait, what movie is it supposed to be again? And then whoever <laughs> I'm, I'm working with goes, I don't know. And then we ask people in the audience, they go, we don't know what it is. What, what's it supposed to be? And then, like, the rest of it, it's just, like, a kind of a anxiety <laughs> dream of me being, like, I don't know what the movie is supposed to be. Like, what movie are we supposed to play? Uh, anyways, uh, our guest today to talk about the Matrix trilogy, and uh, I'm really going to be heavily just talking about the first Matrix, and then what to expect from the fourth one coming up very soon. Uh, he was our guest on the Swordfish episode, which we touted as a huge Matrix ripoff. He's back to the show, very rare two-timers club. Welcome to the show, Making Cheese, a.k.a. Shane McElwain. Shane, what is up? Do you want me to start now, or can you wait until I get back from Trader Joe's? <laughs> oh, man. Get him, get him, get him. Yeah. Hey, our first off, uh, congrats on the big dream win, Trevor. Like, I, <laughs> I cling on to dream wins and just carry that with me in my waking hours, because, like, what more do we have these days? Yeah, mm-hmm. my, my lovely girlfriend, Jennifer, uh, uh, I woke up next to her, of course, and <laughs> I, you know, and, and was, the sheer, the sheer torn between disappointment and thrill. It's it's truly like I woke up from the dream and I go, oh, Halsey doesn't have a crush on me. And then I'm like, oh, but I'm still here. This is good. <laughs> well, first, uh, second of all, I guess I wanted to say welcome back. And Trevor, you told me not to touch on this, but I felt like I had to. Um, unlike on the swordfish episode um, for this episode, I'm doing it pro bono. Oh, thank you. That's really, really nice. Yeah, Yeah. I'm getting enough residuals from the first one that this Mm -hmm. one's on me. That's super nice of you, but we'll be paying you for the overtime because we had to wait for Adam to finish that Trader Joe's orange chicken bowl. Yeah, yeah. we talked about that off off scene. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, I'll have my agent get yours. This is supposed to be a bangerang episode because this is like one of my favorite movies of all time, The Matrix. And uh, we talk a lot about... um, trilogies uh shane and i over via the sms text messages and uh, i think we'll just start here shane the matrix trilogy is it better than the star wars prequels trilogy this is bullshit um 
the Matrix trilogy versus the Star Wars trilogy. So, are, like, are we talking about choose one or the other to uh, uh, keep? I'm talking about the prequels, first of all. And also, yeah, one gets wiped off the planet, does not exist, and you have to keep the other one. I'm going to keep the Matrix. Okay. Well, good. You're on the right show then. Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson, and Mr. Anderson. I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Qui-Gon Jinn. See, I think I'd go, I'd keep Star Wars. Um, not, I, I think the other trilogy is probably better, um, but it's not as fun. You know, when you get to the last Matrix there, I'm not enjoying myself that much. Oof, okay, whoa, 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 yeah, slow down, go. Tiger. Get ready, whoa, baby. Whoa, slow, slow, slow. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, uh, I'm ready. I got orange chicken coursing through my veins. <laughs> my, uh, my, first, <laughs> my first car that I had in high school, I called it the Nebuchadnezzar. I, yeah, oh, my did. God. And your first girlfriend was 10 years later. <laughs> I thought you were going to say my first girlfriend was Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, you wish. Uh, no, but I used to ride around in the Nebuchadnezzar and uh, play Rage Against the Machine uh, in uh, An- Anaheim, <laughs> California, uh, in Orange County. With your little black sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, that do not fit over my face. Um, uh, Shane, so let's let's really put the emphasis, the spotlight on you here. Um, we'll let you kick things off. You know how free-flowing we are. I have just a bunch of bullshit written down. But, like, I, w- I want to do the Matrix trilogy. And just like when we eventually talk about the prequels, um, obviously we'll have you back on that. You'll become uh, the first member of the three-time club. But Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, hope- yeah, you don't have to do that one pro bono. We'll, we'll pay you handsomely okay. uh, based on the residuals from this. But I, um, I want to know why. I want to know why you were the person that I went to to talk about the Matrix trilogy, not just the first Matrix. I So... I am a weird old YouTube dad where, like, I don't know really what I want to watch, but I know I want to watch, like, a collection of something. So I'll find myself just, like, badass Matrix moments, and you just get clips from all the Matrix movies, and you're just watching them, and you're like, yeah, this trilogy whips ass. And then you watch the movies, and you're like, oh, they're even better than that. Like, there's more than just the the fighting scenes, and it's cool. And the next thing you know, it reads you down, like, more trilogies you start watching like lord of the rings scenes and then you're on like oceans 11 stuff somehow and then i'm like well there's only one person i could text right now and talk about a range of like movies like this and then i text you but yeah it's just something about the matrix trilogy you can just tune on any scene and just be like yep this is cool as hell yeah so i mean that's that's a good point i think that the the we'll talk about what the sum of the parts add up to eventually but I think just starting out, uh, this is trilogy is just so, we're just, and we, you know what? This is the exact reason why we didn't do a Spider-Man 3 episode is because it's just so fucking boring. Those movies are the same stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm you know, and I actually, I actually have woken up fairly recently to this because I, I like the Marvel movies for quite some time, but this last one just felt so soulless. And I'm telling you, when I walk into Lana Wachowski's The Matrix Resurrections on Wednesday, I am not going to get a boring, soulless movie. I might not get a great movie, Adam, but I'm <laughs> going to get something that I want to walk out and be chewing on for quite some time. And just like the prequels, I think this trilogy has aged pretty well. And we'll talk about revolutions uh, in general, but... Um, Adam, eventually you'll be able to talk on this episode. But Shane, uh, what would you say is your favorite film of this trilogy? 
Oh, it's reloaded easily. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. I yeah, remember. I know. Shut the fuck up. No, no. That, I think that's an awesome pick. I th- and then we'll talk about reloaded in a moment. But Adam, do you, right off the top of your head, do you have a favorite of this trilogy? Come on. <laughs> do you have... Yeah, what, I do. You know what it is. What, which one is it? I'm boring. It's The Matrix. Yeah, okay. So The Matrix is one of my favorite movies ever. So uh, that is obviously my favorite of the three. But... I think that there is a lot to be said about the Matrix Reloaded. Um, Adam, what do we like about the first Matrix? What favorite scenes, favorite shots, favorite quotes? Really quick, I want to get it out there before everyone hates me. Uh, the Matrix Reloaded rules as well. I'm on board for both those movies. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and listen, I was about to log off of this podcast. <laughs> Walk off set. Yeah, we only allow uh, everyone to just agree with every opinion that we have on this podcast. Um, um yeah, yeah no. so I, did you watch The Matrix on the big screen last week when we played it in, in beautiful downtown Santa Ana? No, I did not. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but so that's the thing is like uh, I've seen I've seen The Matrix a good amount of time. I feel like everyone has by now um, or they've at least seen everything else parody it in one way or another. But I, I think what I love about it is just the idea of this like really ponderous philosophical um, story that's given to like these heavy anime nerds and we never get like a crossover that nuts ever but we got this and it's so perfect yeah i i really like i said look so that's the thing is i'm watching it in the theater last week and that movie has held up so so well and well, i guess we're all just a little bit too young adam is younger than i am and shane is also younger than i am but yeah, The Matrix came out when I was eight years old, so I don't really I, – I have very vague memories of when it came out. I just remember thinking it was like kind of like digital kung fu, which it turns out I was like pretty right about that. Uh, <laughs> it's like kind of like – I remember there being a lot of like um, now in retrospect like Hong Kong action mixed with like digital, which just when you break th- when you break it down to that simplicity with all, all of the, the – int- the, what people would call like pseudo interlife and stuff like that. It just, that is such a cool concept. Like, people, like, fighting using kung fu and stuff like that and shooting guns in slow motion and stuff like that. Like, it's been parodied to death. But still, when you watch it, the parodies do not outweigh the original. I think, so you said, why did you bring me on? I've never once texted you about the philosophies of the Matrix and, like, ooh, let's talk about what they mean by this. It's just like, hey... Remember that scene where Norpheus flipped a Cadillac over with a sword and then blew it up? <laughs> like, that was super fucking cool. Yeah, like, literally, because, and I don't think we'll really get into it too much on this pod either. Anyone who's coming here to hear us kind of dissect what we think the Matrix means and what the archetype oh, heavens is. no heavens yeah no. Like, well, because like because I, I think the movie it's just it's so like can you even remotely imagine a blockbuster movie coming out nowadays that has anything near the ideas that are put into these films no so like the discourse now is like it's a it's an ode to um trans visibility and i'm just like i can't get into all of this stuff I, oh yeah sorry uh, everybody um i'm sorry i forgot there's gonna be a lot of bleeping out of uh, stuff on this episode because i know shane's come uh, reloaded with some hot takes but yeah no 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 this is discourse i've seen just like on the internet yeah, like, yeah. since the wachowski sisters have transitioned 
if you rewatch it under this lens, and I'm like, I didn't understand it from the first lens. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it, no, it, it's true. Like, I, I know the the Matrix specifically. I've seen a lot of stuff about the first one being a trans allegory. Uh, I'm with you where I'm like, dang, like it, it, it works on so many levels, but like I'm still working on that first level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, let me get there. You know, like this isn't Speed Racer. No, no offense to Speed Racer or like Jupiter Ascending. Like those movies are pretty surface level. Um, yeah. I really like that. That quote that kind of came out, I think, earlier this year where they asked Keanu what he thought about the movie as like through that lens as a transitional film. Uh, and he was like, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, and Keanu seems to really like be like up for whatever the Wachowskis want to do. Um, yeah. I, I guess we probably should have started this with our whole like thoughts on the Wachowskis. Actually, Shane, we've done an episode on Jupiter Ascending, and that's the only Wachowski movie we've talked about so far. And we were pretty high on Jupiter Ascending, but only because we had like the coolest guest on, uh, Diego, um, who like he uh follow him at diego waffles i'm I'm sure you probably do actually on twitter already oh yeah he's the man yeah because i retweet so much of his shit but um and by the way he posted up his favorite uh scene of the year from a movie this year adam what do you think it was darn it on the spot it's the dance scene from titan (laughs) the the needle drop that uh the future islands needle drop that like i'm obsessed with nice that's awesome yeah i love that scene so much anyways so he comes on to talk about jupiter ascending and it's like everyone hates jupiter ascending so it's very easy for us to take the other side of it and be like well you know there's some like interesting same exact thing there right like movies like jupiter ascending don't get made anymore but it's because movies like jupiter ascending also exist so it's like this weird like snake eating its tail type of thing yeah they walk so others could flop yeah well i mean like cloud atlas flop speed racer flop jupiter ascending (laughs) flop like so now lana has to go back to the matrix and that's why i'm so excited about this new one is just like i'm just like what is lana gonna do with a movie that she's essentially been forced to make like like how meta and how like indicative and um toxic is it gonna be on the even idea of sequel so i'm very excited about that like is the it internet's gonna... gonna be mad oh man the internet <laughs> big, i can't wait big man. I, I, people are being like and like respected film critics are riling up fanboys by being like this is the most like innovated blockbuster since the last jedi (laughs) (laughs) nice um if i may get on a little matrix tangent here um, please that's all we're doing right now (laughs) shane are you a gamer at all Uh, yeah yeah let's say yeah you know about this uh the demo that was released i think earlier this week uh matrix awakens um the last thing i heard about matrix was the matrix online and that is a whole ass funny thing that happened um i saw the from it was like the gaming awards right yeah essentially they kind of uh announced its drop i didn't watch it but i know what you're talking about so i'm basically useless so i i'm privileged enough here to have a playstation 5 and i was able to download it and i'll relay my experience back here it starts off essentially with uh, well, on the at, at, overall, it's a very clever merging of two properties because it's it's not really a video game or anything. It's just a new video game engine, Unreal Engine Five, that is going to be you know kind of powering a lot of the games that are going to be coming out in the future. And they just wanted to show off how cool their tech is. And what better way to do that than to partner with The Matrix as it's coming <laughs> out? And these two things, um, like really, just I don't know. I was watching the Minmax show, and, and there's the question of, like, who got paid? Who paid who for this interaction? Because it seems perfect for everybody. Um, but it starts off with sort of a video 
of Keanu and uh, Carrie Ann. Yeah. And they're just kind of talking about innovation um, and, and how far everything is coming, has come. And uh, it's cool because they what they're trying to do is they kind of like they're in that white room and they keep having people, j- j- uh, CGI people like pop up over and over. And they're trying to like merge, you know, make it look like, oh, these actors are actually CGI. You know, what are you looking at? Who knows? But they get into this tangent about like kind of going after marketing for the, you know, they get very meta and they, they kind of talk about how, like, we don't really want to worry about, you know, what marketing has to say about these kinds of things. You know, yeah, that's the not meta what we're about. Yeah, exactly. And so I think I think the movie is going to go on and get even more like that, which will be pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, just like any movie that, like, comments on the idea that it's a movie or whatever is going to make people so, so mad. And I, I, I can't wait. I'm not I'm not saying, like, I'm excited to, like, troll people or anything. I, I think that you can actually make an, an interesting movie. Like, a movie like, not Spider-Verse. What was the new Spider-Man 3 one called? What, what's the new one called? Uh, homie? Je- Jesus fucking Christ. This movie made $260 million. No Way second, Home? And, no Way Home. Okay. We not don't my even movie. Know that, we don't even know the name of the movie. <laughs> We're talking, um, and you know what? People are wanting for more MCU podcasts, and here you guys are. Yeah, exactly. Doing a Matrix podcast. Yeah, 51 episodes of this show. Finally, we have a new one coming out. Uh, yeah, let's we're just focusing go... on the indie release of the week, The Matrix. <laughs> this could have been, yeah, the, the, the underdog coming out. The uh, I'm, I'm guessing the Matrix probably has a budget of like $150 million, which is really crazy. But uh, I saw they had, the, they, they had the premiere for it at the Castro in San Francisco, which has been um, – I think it's been dead for quite some time, so I, I don't think it ever really reopened after the pandemic. Or, I mean, pandemic is, like, fully raging again now, but um, they never reopened it. It went down in March 2020, and it hasn't reopened, but they uh, they resurrected it a couple of nights ago to play the movie, and I thought that was super, super cool. Um, and you know what I always forget is that The Matrix, the movie, I always forget it takes place in San Francisco. That always takes me by surprise when I watch it. I thought it was, like, uh, well, you're talking about, like, in the matrix <laughs> oh man here we go <laughs> like where they pick neo up is in san francisco yeah yeah we're, we're, we're getting into it now yeah okay megaopolis or whatever it's called <laughs> yes no yeah uh it, i think that parts of it take place in san francisco but then like when they're in the matrix it's supposed to be like new york but they shot it in australia it's like super super <laughs> weird anyways uh so this could have been a keanu podcast but it's not a keanu podcast but uh, we'll start with some uh, casting what ifs here. Uh, of course, as people know, Will Smith turned down the role of Neo. How do we feel about that? Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Will Smith also turned down Django, right? Yeah, but he, him turning down Django was very much like he knows what a Quentin Tarantino movie is. He <laughs> read the script and he knew that it wasn't for his brand and that he could get in trouble. This, he doesn't know who the Wachowskis are, so he reads the script. He doesn't really get it. And he shies away from it because it's not good for the Will Smith brand. So then he goes and makes a Wild Wild West. <laughs> okay, I have an ignorant question here. Someone that has seen, I've seen 12 movies in my life. Okay. Um, were the Wachowskis <laughs> knowing before this, or was he reading that script going, what the fuck? Yeah, so that's why he doesn't take this, is because the Wachowskis' only movie before this was a movie called Bound, which is very good, uh, very, very good movie. Uh, you should check that out, uh, Shane. Yeah, I think you'd really like Bound, but uh, it's actually okay. what Bound Two is based off of, which is very funny. But, 
that's true, by the way. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a great love story. So he's getting uh, this from basically these people who made, I think, Bound cost like maybe $10 million or something. It was kind of a lower-budget movie back when you could make movies like that in the 90s. So it, it's not crazy that he passes on this, but he is passing on a $100 million Warner Brothers property, original property. And, um, I mean, he makes the wrong choice to go with Wild Didn't Wild West. did he just pass on Training Day, too? I, I don't – I mean, no, because that would have been a couple years later. This that was later? Been, okay. He's coming off of uh, Independence Day and Men in Black right now. So And, like, Bad Boys, which was early in the 90s. So he's on, Well, like, no, I a, mean, movies that he's – like, Training Day was in the early 90s, right? Or Training Day was 2001. Okay, yeah. See, I've seen 12 movies. <laughs> can, I, can I guess the 12 movies? Yeah, I could just tell you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I know them. Okay, go. Uh, the Matrix Trilogy. That's three of them. The prequels trilogy. Okay, now we're at six. The original Star Wars trilogy. Okay, we're at nine. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, one of them, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then one. um, um, swordfish. It was, uh, swordfish. We even found swordfish. <laughs> swordfish, and then um, much ado about nothing. <laughs> Got to get that Shakespeare in there. Okay. Uh, uh, speaking of Shakespearean actors, uh, another person who famously passed on a role in this movie. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, the role of Morpheus was offered to Sean Connery, who said, no, I don't understand this. <laughs> um. I would love to see Will Smith and Sean Connery doing this movie. Yeah, I mean, like, the version we got, obviously, is the version that works the best, but that is still an interesting version. I imagine them both accepting the roles, and they're on set the first day, and they're like, what if we switch? What's the switch? (laughs) And then they just switch, so you still have Black Morpheus, and you still have White Neo, and I think it works. You know what's crazy is that I think, and I might be making this up, I think the Wachowskis went back to Connery and offered him the architect role, and he still said no. <laughs> like, uh, Sean Connery famously passed on Gandalf and Morpheus, like, basically back-to-back years, mm-hmm. and then he took League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and he didn't make a movie again. Yeah, he just went and died. <laughs> yeah, like 17 years later he died, yeah. But he basically was like, he, he went on a real cold streak of picking scripts and was like, I, I'm not doing this anymore. But uh, this is not about Sean Connery and Will Smith. Um, we'll start with the cast, though. So I was looking at the poster for this movie, and you see, of course, Keanu Reeves as Neo, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity. I think those two, I, 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 I honestly, of course, other actors could play those roles, but... I think especially Carrie Ann Moss, who hasn't worked a ton after the Matrix trilogy, I think she's so fucking good in these movies. Like, she's, like, incredible, and I really can't see anybody else in that role. Like, think about, like, any of Keanu's, you know, co-stars coming up. Uh, Maybe, like, a Charlize Theron could have been in it, a Sandra Bullock. It's just, I mean, Charlize would probably wouldn't pretty good, actually. But uh, I just can't really see anybody else who has that. I mean, because I feel like all of the people in this movie, um, specifically, I guess, some of the leads are very um, androgynous. I feel like a lot of the uh, actors in these movies are androgynous, and that's obviously a choice. So those two as the lead are, are is really, really great. Like, when you have, like... Choice, the, you say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, when you have the famous um, orgy scene at the towards the beginning of The Matrix Reloaded, which my... Uh, yeah. One of my best friend's moms who took us out of middle school early to go see The Matrix Reloaded really enjoyed that scene, sitting through that scene with us. You know, I... So probably like a week and a half ago, I watched Matrix Reloaded just because I like to watch it here and now and then just because it's fun. And I had a feeling this podcast was coming up. 
And I actually found their chemistry together to be electric. I thought it was very good. It's yeah, no, they're great together. Even on like the the press tour for this movie right now, you can just like you're just like wow, like because I don't know, I'm not sure why Carrie Ann Moss didn't really work much after this trilogy. But hold on, hold on, Carrie Ann Moss ended up being in an even better trilogy right after this. The, oh yeah, the Memento trilogy. No, what Shane, was it? You want to swing in here? Was it? Um, did it involve Vin Diesel? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was the Mass Effect trilogy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. She, Should she, we just do a video game podcast? What's going on here? I would love to do that. Yeah. Did <laughs> he day. mean gay uh, gamer spelt with a Y? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it. We'll do it. Uh, by the way, my name in this in this chat is Cyrus the Virus, which has Adam's wheel spinnings, but there's no character named Cyrus the Virus in these movies. That's actually John Malkovich's character from Con Air. <laughs> Thank you. And mine is a Neo's pet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, teacher's pet. Halsey's teacher's pet. Um, okay, so yeah. my favorite shot, and we heard this last week, of course, uh, everyone who listens to the show knows we did a Marathon Men episode on the Lord of the Rings trilogy last week, and... Adam claims that his favorite... Well, by the way, we'll quiz Shane on this because it's insane. I love the, the chaotic energy of this particular episode. But um, <laughs> Adam claims that his favorite shot ever in a movie is in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Shane, what do you think his favorite shot is of the entire... In, in all of movie-dumb, all of cinema. It's in all that trilogy. All of cinema. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what shot is he talking about? You're giving him... <sighs> 13 hours worth to guess from. Yeah. Yeah, 13 hours out of the history of cinema. Um, I'm going to go with um, when Aragorn storms the Black Gate. And he he, he says for Frodo, and then he turns around, right? Right. That has to be, like, in the top 10. Yeah, I mean, I I similarly had very good guesses as that. But, Adam, explain what your favorite shot is to Shane. I'm holding my button on the walkout thing. <laughs> it's the scene where Frodo, where everyone is uh, yelling about who's going to take the ring to Mordor, and Frodo oops, steps oops, up. Oops, Shane, Shane just left. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And it's well, on he Gandalf's, says, I'll carry the ring. Yeah, it's on Gandalf's face, and we get his reaction. And it's just a beautiful cocktail of emotions portrayed simply and beautifully by this acting talent as the camera moves down, and we feel the weight of, of what just happened so ian mckellen has the best <laughs> shot in cinema history to you in my opinion. It's no I, i'm not knocking it i'm yeah. not knocking it yeah. we had to have a whole conversation about what a shot is that's like that's like acting and camera movement like but he's right he's yeah that's technically a shot right. to me <laughs> he, he's technically right he's technically right all right yeah. so uh, the reason i bring this up <laughs> is because my favorite shot we have not all- talked about the matrix at all the reason why I bring that up is because my favorite shot in a movie is in the Matrix trilogy. Here we go. Yeah. So let's play. Let's play. Let's think. What is my favorite shot of all time? Uh, it's Neo flying into the camera. <laughs> at, at, at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Um, ooh, this is from the Matrix trilogy. It's when... Wait, wait um, no, Shane. He, he got it right. That's correct. <laughs> when he flies into the camera okay never no, mind no, no, that's, that's what i was gonna say correct. too <laughs> that is not correct is it um uh morpheus tied to the chair with the water falling around him Ooh, see so you're close one of my favorite shots in the movie is uh and now we're gonna start talking about the matrix 35 minutes into this episode <laughs> 
it's when we're looking up. This is not my favorite, but one of my favorite shots ever also is in this moment that Shane's mentioning. It's when he's unloading the minigun from the helicopter, and there's a shot looking up at the helicopter, and all of the casings from the minigun are falling past the camera. Hmm. So we get the helicopter on the left, the casings kind of towards the middle left of the frame, and on the right side of the frame, we have the building that looks it's reflective right and we see the water coming out from the room that morpheus is in because the window is broken so we get like a waterfall on the right side of the frame and then that other stuff going on, on the left and it's like what and the crazy thing is the wachowskis hold on that shot for like two and a half seconds like they don't even let it breathe but like if i were to frame <laughs> up a shot that looked half that good i would hold on it for like 10 seconds we would have just stayed in that moment okay wait a second my scene was very close to your scene no, but that's that not I even pay. my answer. No, I'm saying I'm saying that's not my answer. I'm saying yes, in that scene that you're mentioning, there's also an amazing shot, but that's not my answer. Okay. Okay. What's your answer? <laughs> so my answer is when Neo gets the bug put in his tummy, his tum tum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's good. And he gets um he has to meet that car underneath the freeway pass. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah. So the I was Trinity... working that night, yeah. <laughs> uh, I get it. That's very funny. <laughs> in Australia, where they shot this. Um, so, yeah, he, he's he's going to get in the car, and it's like it's a, it's a, it's an establishing of the the overpass, and there's rain dripping down the overpass, and the car is sitting there, and, and Neo stand, and it is like the most neo noir shot of all time. I, I'll send it to you guys. It is beautiful. And again, they hold on it for like two seconds. And it is one of the best looking shots I've ever seen in a movie. It is uh, literally neo-noir, isn't it? <laughs> Very good. But Adam, that is what a shot is. Uh, what I'm talking Here. about is a shot. Okay, I got some trivia for you, Einstein. Did you know okay. that neo is an anagram for one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I figured that one out <laughs> pretty, pretty early when I saw it when I was like 11. It took me a Look. long time. I have some bullshit to uh, interject on this podcast. Uh, Go for it. This was something that uh, neither host was ready for. So when you load into the Matrix, right? Yeah. You you can pretty much upload anything. I want to learn Kung Fu, how to hijack a helicopter. So it follows that you can wear what you want to wear, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Matrix drip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, go on. And... Throughout the movies, when they jack it in the Matrix, you see people and you're like, man, that guy got, he has a fit on right now. Like he's wearing something. And then you see other people and you're like, "Uh." so who has the best Matrix drip? Mm. It's interesting, you know, because I was noticing that like the tight, like black um, latex that Trinity wears in that opening scene. You noticed that. I did notice that. <laughs> I, I was watching the film and I noticed it. Um, I noticed that like that's a very in vogue look right now. Like I feel like that like had had not aged a single day. I actually thought a lot of the stuff in this movie, other than the uh, the aforementioned glasses that Morpheus wears, I feel like those haven't aged well. But for all the tech and stuff and all of the outfits people wear, I feel like people still kind of you know how they dress when they're on the Nebuchadnezzar, like when they're actually like you know on the ship that's like basically kanye's like yeezy season three outfits yeah yeah so i wasn't talking about them alive but like when you have a chance to inject yourself in the matrix and you can just wear whatever the hell you want and then you have someone in like a zoot suit in the background you're like (laughs) they did wrong there yeah yeah my favorite is morpheus the first scene in the matrix reloaded walks in with like a Like a Matrix green crocodile trench coat yeah, with those tight. glasses on. That's drip. That is tight. That is tight. 
Did you guys see the uh, uh, what Carrie Ann Moss wore to that premiere at the uh, Castro? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool as hell. That it was really cool. I love how I love how committed they still are to this like thing. You know, like where Keanu keeps going around and is being like, because he's been in like some franchises, you know, and he, he's he's been his life has been changed by a lot of movies, I'm sure. But he was like basically thanks for like changing my life with this trilogy like this is the one that when i go to pe- you know people call me neo and stuff like that and i'm like that's really cool that they still have this love for this this thing and that the wachowskis made well it's so cool too when you see it what do you still think that's so cool yeah no <laughs> i walked out of a, the 1999 film the matrix on the big screen surround sound i'm sitting there and there are multiple shots where i'm like and lines and lines my god this movie has bars like not not even talking about like we need guns lots of guns just like just like simple which is a bar it's a bar it is definitely but like just simple stuff like am i dead and then morphe saying far from it like that's a bar like i'm sorry like (laughs) it's so good it's so so good um by the way my favorite outfit is uh dozer's mech in revolutions (laughs) that's lit i like that answer that is the scene in revolutions right like when you think about revolutions you think about the attack on zion and then Uh i I I don't think about it my friend (laughs) and then the final showdown in the rain with the mr smith right i mean what what other set pieces can you even remember from hold on just for my record so we're going um trevor you're going uh trinity latex suit yeah, oh, 100%. It's classic Okay, I, fi- I figured that was yours. Um, Adam, <laughs> Dozier's mech suit. Mm-hmm. All right, anime gamer nerd. Got that. Perfect, perfect. And perfect. I'm just going uh, Morpheus drip in the fucking Matrix Gatorade fucking gator suit trench coat. Super badass. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, did Trevor, I... did, you, did you notice that woman in red also when you were watching this past <laughs> Uh, I love the idea of, of I know Keanu Reeves is not playing Keanu Reeves but I love the idea of Keanu Reeves is getting distracted by some lady in a red dress walking by I think it's so funny <laughs> um, okay so whoa. I think the I think the last hour of the first yeah, yeah now you say whoa <laughs> <laughs> way late uh, um, the set pieces that are make up the last hour of the Matrix are incredible it is maybe my one of my favorite hours of cinema. I mean, it is like nonstop from the moment that Keanu, I'm sorry, Neo makes the decision that he's going to go and save Morpheus. I think it's like the rest of the movie is like, there's no better action that happens in an hour span in any movie. It's just set piece, set piece, set piece, set piece. That all pays off with obviously, you know, Tank turning to Morpheus and saying, how? And Morpheus just saying, he is the one. The and one. you're like, it fucking pays off, man. I love it so much. And it's crazy because that first hour is very Inception-like in terms of how much exposition they're spitting at you, but how it still kind of works really well. Like, like you're like kind of like, you're not like, oh my God, they're just using Neo as like the empty vessel. Neo is the audience. They're just throwing all this information. I mean, they are doing that, but they really do it with um, some awesome visuals. And I guess it's just the actors having to sell this nearly impossible dialogue. I always thought, like, to everyone that isn't in Morpheus's camp, like how insufferable he must be. <laughs> but then they do these action scenes throughout these movies and the exposition that happens. And then when it ends, they're just like, I'm a believer. Or he is the one. <laughs> and 
that is how I feel watching these action scenes. Like when they end, I say, yes, Neo is the one. <laughs> um, well, what is the one action scene? Which one's the best? In the trilogy, uh, this is a great question. And Shane, I will let you do the honors. The best action scene? It is... Ooh, it's down to two. Um, yeah, the, but go, my go, favorite, go with your heart. Okay, go with your heart. My favorite is... It's when they leave um, the parking garage of the Merovigian and they have the ghost chasing them and they do the car chase scene. Yeah, so the, okay. you're talking about the freeway sequence. Yeah, the freeway sequence and they're fighting in the car and Carrie yeah. and Moss and Lawrence Fishburne are going back and forth fighting the ghost in the back. That whole sequence up to the end is just the best. Nice. Okay. Shane, I'm going to watch the fucking Matrix Reloaded tonight, too. That's <laughs> so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like he's the, using the, a seatbelt as a weapon and shit like it's so uh, cool oh god what a, what a, what like a, a movie that people shit on so badly when it came out and then you watch it and you're like at least half of this movie is like amazing <laughs> like it's so good uh, i was and, young enough that i didn't give a fuck about the critics i just thought it was badass oh for sure i saw like i said i saw an opening day like my my best friend's uh wife my best friend's mom came and got us out of school and took it to us and we were like just like Freudian fist pumping in, in the theater, yeah, for real. Uh, uh, we were like fist pumping in like the theater with like. There's just so many awesome action sequences. Yeah, I think actually that's. I think the freeway sequence in Reloaded is kind of commonly cited as like one of the best action sequences ever. I'll, I'll let you know how it holds up after we record this podcast. But um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, did you see that atrocity that someone put online where they? got rid of all of the slow motion in the freeway sequence and they were like oh this plays so much better and people are like why would you ever do this <laughs> no i didn't know that i think shane and i don't mean to speak for you but i think your single moment i think your single favorite moment in the children because i think you sent it to me originally was where morpheus has the sword and the Cadillac is coming towards him. And what what happens? He he flips the Cadillac, cuts the gas tank, and then shoots it with an Uzi. Yeah, yeah. So he's standing there, and it's both of the Ghost Brothers. I don't know their name, but they're like the two ghosts. And he says, crush him. And they just floor it. And he just stands there with a, uh, like a katana pointed to the sidewalk like a ninja, like a samurai. And it gets moments from crushing him, and he just flips to the right cuts the tires and misses everything somehow but hits the back right tire and the car flips over and he turns around and somehow now has like double uzis <laughs> and just loads into the gas tank and it blows up and the ghost brothers like blow up into the sky and disappear oh, it's so good yeah that's a great sequence my favorite action sequence in the whole thing I, I, I guess I'll go with I, I think it's just so iconic it's the, it's the theater Adam, you go, actually. I need some time to think about this. What is your favorite action sequence in the trilogy? You know what? I'm a simple guy. I like to keep my fights simple, my choreography simple. Um, I like Neo versus, like, the Thousand Agents. Oh, wow. So you're going back to Reloaded. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's wild. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah, the Re- Reloaded has some insane action sequences. Absolutely. I have I have to go with that last hour of the Matrix. It's obviously a bunch of different set pieces, but I I'll, I'll say that I obviously like the lobby shootout is incredible, but I will say that when they walk through That was my number 2. opens up his Yeah, it's great cuz it's so iconic. There's so much of like the 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 techno music going and them flipping on the walls and it still just looks so cool. Um I have a two-parter on this. No one mentioned probably the the most iconic 
scene of the trilogy that kind of launched the Matrix was Neo versus Morpheus in the dojo room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the, you know, come here thing. Yeah, that's really that's really great. Yeah, I, I but I have to say my actual favorite, I was just mentioning that because I needed to shout out the lobby scene. Oh, I'm sorry. No, my favorite is just the, the subway sequence between um, I love um, Neo versus Agent Smith in the subway where he, like, has a chance to run and Morpheus is like, I think it's either Trinity or Morpheus is like, you have to run, you have to run. And then, like, Neo's like, I'm not going to run. I'm actually going to fight this guy. And he almost ends up dying. <laughs> but, like... They have that iconic, uh, uh, you're out. And he's like, so are you. Yeah, yeah. And it's really cool when they, they square off how um, it's very Western-y. And the, uh, a bag, like a paper bag, just floats by them in the subway station. And that's supposed to be, like, the tumbleweed. It's it, it's, yeah. it's really, really great. I, I do love that sequence. It, and it looks great still. Anyways... Uh, Shane, as, as an avid listener to this podcast, I'm sure you know that Adam and I say great and fantastic a lot to describe everything. <laughs> no, you know what's great and fantastic is about Adam's. Um, he was talking about when he fights all the agents. They do a bunch of like goofy stuff in that. Like they do a Domino's noise for knocking over a bunch of them in a row. Yeah. <laughs> they do a pinball noise when he knocks over like a, a bunch of them in a group. I thought that stuff was like very weird to put in the movie but very endearing mm-hmm. i mean we'll we'll wind down here a little bit just talking about the wachowskis in general um and we'll but that's what i think people have gotten away from liking about them like so much is that the matrix the original doesn't have that much goofy stuff in their eyes like i'm noticing on twitter that people are just kind of exposing themselves as only having seen the matrix of the entire wachowskis oeuvre you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's like clearly the only wachowski movie you've seen is the matrix because you're expecting the new one to be like this blah 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 but seeing them sprinkle that goofiness and that kind of vision throughout the the, the sequels uh they really have stayed true to themselves in terms of every movie they and by the way revolutions landed them in movie jail like they went to director jail for quite some time which we like to talk about on the show adam um, they went to director jail and they produced Ninja Assassin and V for Vendetta, mm. and that got them out of Ninja or Ninja Jail. That got them out of director jail. <laughs> um, I I still maintain that they directed V for Vendetta. If I if I had to guess, and I'm a big fan, Shane knows this of that film, and I haven't. Oh yeah, seen I it. have a poster of it in my room. I'm 29 <laughs> years old. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm sure it still rocks. It has that same setup as The Matrix, where it's not that much happens for like an hour 20, and then pretty much the ending is just a huge payoff of action and explosions and stuff like that. So, so I have a question. Do you think like they saw it as coming as like okay the, we did the matrix and it was super big and super popular so now we have to do two more or was it like they they did the matrix and it was kind of in its own universe and set shell and then it was so big like okay well now we have to come up with two more ideas that's kind of what it feels like to me yeah i mean d- definitely i mean i because uh, they didn't write that movie, or maybe they did. I, I don't know, but they they definitely have this this touch that they put on movies that like people. Now we need a trilogy. <laughs> yeah, people don't respond to their movies. I mean, when you think about them getting out of director jail, because mind you, Revolutions made a bunch of money. That which is it's that all of them made money, and that's why it's so weird that they got they landed in director jail so quickly. Uh, they got to be the only blank check filmmakers who have ever gone to director jail after financial successes but the funny thing is 
they've never lost their blank check that they're constantly been given solely based off of this trilogy because like i mentioned earlier after that you have speed racer cloud atlas jupiter ascending all huge huge box office bombs speed racer is another movie that obviously we'll probably talk about on the podcast one day and is becoming is becoming a cult classic and i don't think jupiter ascending will ever get there unfortunately but um uh, Cloud Atlas is one that people talk about quite a bit as being like, no, I actually really, really like that movie. And it seems to be aging into a cult classic as well. But um, that's why I think it's this like golden road that all leads to the fourth Matrix movie that really, really makes me fascinated about what we're about to watch. Mm-hmm. So. I have no idea. I mean, I watched the first trailer. I don't have nothing else beyond that. Well, that's I guess that's kind of my point that I want to make. But this is my final point I want to make before kind of letting you guys do whatever you want. <laughs> is that I saw the tra- trailer for The Matrix Resurrections, and it showed a lot of footage, but I have absolutely no idea what the movie is about. <laughs> but I saw the trailer for Spider-Man 3, and it is half more than half of the trailer is actually just one scene from the film setting up the entire movie, letting you know exactly what that movie is going to be about. So I got to give shouts to Lana and just the the boldness of how this movie is rolling out and how it's been quite some time since I've seen a movie that cost this much money where I went in being like, what am I going to witness in this film? I think uh, I think I, I, I think it's the, we've kind of already touched on it, that it's going to be probably the most sort of meta um, because it seems like in the trailer, there's a lot of scenes of the first movie. In there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like inter- like literally intercut footage. Yeah. So do you think do you think we're gonna get to a a Neo is Keanu kind of thing? Do you think we'll get oh, that far? Oh man, I don't know. Like like a, a movie where like the Matrix is a movie in the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I kind of welcome it. You know what I mean? Like mm. just give me like the weirdest because like at, at a certain point I just love that the that Lana or the Wachowskis in general are still even being able to make movies, and I love that every movie they make is like a middle finger to the studio like you know what's yeah. weird is that this is his name is thomas anderson yeah i noticed that this time around yeah. and, and that's interesting because pta would have definitely been a thing by that point right uh, did you notice that the episode that we're doing right now is not called the magnificent mr anderson's <laughs> that would have been good uh-huh. yeah been we done. fucked that up big time <laughs> it's been done it has not been done the magnificent mr anderson's uh-huh. Uh, do, you, do either of you have anything you want to close out this pod with? Just uh, just some, some more fanboying? No. So resurrections of like old 90s films is like a theme in the, like the, the 2020s, right? We had Space Jam 2, which, by the way, I loved the Miss Tweety Matrix reference. I know that was like really corny, but I thought it was funny. Uh, so you've seen I, 12 you're, you're... movies and this is one of them? <laughs> What? It's falling Am I cutting on, out? No, no, it's falling on deaf ears, but you're talking about a movie that I don't think Adam and I have seen. Okay, well, okay, so I'm in a podcast of cowards. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, we just watch less movies than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen 13 movies. Um, <laughs> oh, wow, well, an, an extra one got slipped in there. Yeah, I forgot Space Jam 2. Um, <laughs> Not even um, the original Space Jam, you've only seen the sequel. Yeah, yeah, uh... My my uh, expectations going into the new Matrix movie is I don't expect anything from it ex- except for it to be badass. I don't give a fuck. It's going to be cool as hell, and I'm going to be happy when I leave the theater. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Um, Adam, th- thoughts? But, 
But if it's anything like uh, Revolutions, I think we'll be sorely disappointed. The see the reason I hate that movie, and I think I think the reason it doesn't do work for me um, is that there's like zero actual in the Matrix in that movie. It all just becomes like some weird underground rebellion movie that's pretty like. I mean, they they never really hit a they they have their own color palette, but that's the like least colorful that the movies actually get. Yeah, I mean, this movie's kind of what this palette of these movies is kind of known for being sort of muted, right? I mean, the, the movies are not super colorful, and that's weird because of all the rest of their movies. Yeah, yeah, but but even like um, Revol- revolutions, I feel like is is every time I think about it, I feel like I'm looking at. Something that I don't enjoy looking at. <laughs> yeah. Despite all the screen caps that are posted online of like, wow, look how beautiful the Matrix Revolutions is. And it's like, yeah. well, okay. Like, we can, we, can, we can just pick shots out of a movie and make right. it look good, I guess. Dozer in um, the next suit is beautiful. Sure. Yeah. Um, Your favorite scene. No, just my favorite outfit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His favorite drip. Uh, yeah, so I, I really, I mean, we we got Shane on the horn here to talk about The Matrix, and th- I feel like this is exactly what I wanted from this episode, was just us talking for an hour about just random stuff in The Matrix, and if you're a, a, a Matrix fanboy sitting around like us and just kind of listen to us talk, thank you oh, for Oh, they're going to be so mad. No, <laughs> so they're going to they're gonna like it. They're going to like it, because we did, they're going to be mad that we didn't touch on like 90% of the trilogy, but that's just kind of how it works. I mean, what what do you want from us? Yeah, tune in next week. Um, um, Trevor already texted me. We're doing uh, the Animatrix. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. We literally didn't even say the word, the Animatrix. <laughs> yeah. No, tune in. No, it was a, it was via text. Uh, we're talking about it next week on this podcast right here. <laughs> um, it's funny that this episode of the podcast had zero structure, whereas the first Matrix movie is actually like beat for beat the exact movie structure every movie needs to follow. You think so? Yeah, if you look like if you go back to something as like you know stripped down as Save the Cat, um, yeah, the Matrix hits every single beat that Save the Cat mentions, like for a screenplay. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like basically, like uh, the the hero rejects the call, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm sure it, it turns a few of those things on its head. Like one of my favorite scenes is when he goes to meet the Oracle. Uh, and, and, and I think that Gloria Foster as the Oracle is like the heart and soul of this entire trilogy. I think she's so good when she's in the movies. And he he basically – okay, so this is fun. This is fun. Maybe – I don't know. I picked this up for the very first time watching it this time. It's probably like my sixth time seeing the movie. But the Oracle says, you are not the one. You are not the one, basically. And then she says, maybe in the next life you'll be the one. That's what she says, right? Mm-hmm. Right, Adam? Yeah, sure. And then – and then Neo dies, and then in his next life, he is the one. Whoa. And Isn't you, that fun? If you put N from the one in the front of it and the E in the middle. No, see, see, this is what I was avoiding with this podcast. We don't, we don't discuss <laughs> the philosophies. I want to talk about, do you remember when um, they rescue Morpheus and uh, – um, They've never defeated an agent before, and Trinity puts a gun to his head and says, "Dodge this," yeah. and blows his brains out. <laughs> that, that's that's cool. That that's cool. what I wanted this episode to be. Was just, that's you, that's what I'm talking about. Do you remember when this <laughs> happened? Uh, yeah, yeah. One of the coolest scenes in cinema history. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can I pull an Adam? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go at you first. I forgot what I was going to say. Can I pull an Adam and nitpick that scene a little bit? Something that I noticed this time that made me laugh. So we cut in Meteor Res. They're taking it over the roof, right? And the guy in the helicopter says, uh, we're being attacked. We're being attacked. And then uh, he turns into an agent. Um, and so then that agent gets out of the helicopter, right? Trinity and Neo have disposed of all of the people who are on the roof. And uh, Neo decides to turn around with his tre- trench coat still on, looks cool as hell, and unloads two clips at the agent, right? In which the agent then dodges all of the bullets very quickly. And then uh, Trinity is standing probably 20, 15 feet away from Neo when this happens, but Neo says, Trinity, help. And then she can't do anything, so the agent starts shooting at Neo. What does he do? He starts dodging the bullets. Uh, he does bullets. what we call the Matrix. Yeah, he, he does the Matrix, is what he does. <laughs> and we go into bullet time, and it's iconic, and a lot of people don't remember that. Neo actually takes a bullet in that scene in the leg. He does, and he, yeah. And he falls down. So then the agent, who's probably standing like 50 feet away shooting those bullets, walks all the way up to, to Neo, puts a gun to him, and says, still only human right (laughs) so this entire time trinity is standing like 15 feet away in which she somehow sneaks up on the agent puts a gun to his head and says dodge this and then blows him away uh i have an argument against this sure go ahead to me it's extremely lazy blocking that you the movie is so cool that like who gives a shit is that your argument well that's one of them and the other one is like everything is done in slow-mo like, okay. you don't know what they're actually doing in real time and how skilled they are. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe I, Trinity I a, just moves that fast. <laughs> I had a buddy who said that maybe Trinity was, like, afraid of the agent or something because they're supposed to, like, be so scary. Or, but, but regardless, how does the agent just let Trinity walk up? To, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. Maybe she, like, super speeds up to him or something. Exactly. Like, you don't know how fast Trinity is and how fast the agent is. And they're all going in slow-mo. You don't know what they're doing. But imagine making a movie this cool where the logic just doesn't need to add up at all. And you have to watch it. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a shit. Yeah, I had to watch it like seven times before I even noticed that basic blocking. (laughs) Um, I have one random um, fact before we dip Uh that I thought was funny watching Matrix Reloaded last week. Um, So they go – it's like the last scene where they're trying to get uh, Neo to the source, right? No one knows have. <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> you can run with it. Yeah. So uh, they have to get Neo to this unaccessible room in this unaccessible building, and they have to blow out the power circuits. Blah blah blah. Um, and he tells uh, Trinity, "Stay at home." Blah blah blah. Um, they kill a whole army of one of their ship's fleets. Trinity comes in the Matrix, and it fulfills Neo's dream. He gets into the source, but the um, they tell him once the power dies, he only has this many seconds to get to the door. How many seconds is it? <laughs> it's Man, super this, nerdy. It's super funny. This movie that you're describing sounds cool. <laughs> oh, 420. 314 seconds. Wow. Uh, pie. Pie. <laughs> dropped a pie on him. Yeah, he dropped a pie on him. Yes. <laughs> uh, That's cool as hell. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, all right. I think I have the thing to close out our, our, our talk here. 
Yeah, because um, honestly, if you, if you let this go on much longer, Adam, I'll just keep doing the Chris Farley thing of, do you remember when Neo like <laughs> picks up the phone? Yeah. Um, the bullet time sequence, is that the newest shot in cinema history as of right now? Is that the newest Ooh. shot that's been created? That's like the uh, the vertigo shot, right? Like the the dolly zoom right. that was created by Hitchcock. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> yes, it's popularized by Vertigo. By the way, oh, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. I want to bring something up real quick. Real quick, San Francisco. I would mention San Francisco, right? These movies are very based in San Francisco. Um, so the beginning of the movie, they're running on the rooftops. And I think there's matte paintings in the background. It's not actually the skyline. And we're on their feet running up and down those, like, things. And then Trinity kind of jumps from building to building. Uh, and then the score that's playing, Adam, very similar to the opening of the film Vertigo, which takes place in San Francisco. Hmm. I did not realize how much of the beginning of the movie, even the part where he goes out on the ledge at his office building and looks down. I'm like, wait, this movie's super... I didn't realize that, that one of the big references was Vertigo. I didn't even look it up. I just, You've seen I, this before? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I actually have never... I didn't, I'm going to type in Vertigo, The Matrix, but I didn't realize how big of a reference it is because it definitely is a reference. I'm sure I'm sure they're not like being coy about it, but... Uh, all right, Adam, sorry, go on. Oh, that's my... Well, I was asking a question. Is this the newest scene or kind of shot that's been created? Oh, I, I thought you knew. I mean, I, I can't... No, I don't well, know. So I, I, guess, I guess we can think of some... Um, it's interesting. Like, so what is creating a shot? It's creating a, a camera movement or something like that. Right. I think that there's been some shots that have been created in like Gravity or The Revenant, like like rigs that have been made. Even like even like Children of Men, there were like specific rigs that were made for certain shots. But I don't know if those shots were invented. Hmm, okay. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I, I, I actually have. I have Vertigo. Oh wow! I can't. I can't get high. Like I get wobbly and stuff. Mm. Interesting. Yes, I've never had a Vertigo experience with the Matrix, but with Vertigo, I didn't like Vertigo. <laughs> Probably not the best movie to watch. I guess that means it's yeah. its job, right? Yeah. Uh, who knew? What a fr- what a freak that is, Adam. I'm gonna go with no to your question, but it is a good question. Thank you, Shane. Uh, but. Listeners, if you can think of it, yes. <laughs> if you can think yes. of any new shots that were created, let us know, please. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think there has been one, which is you cool. You really don't think there's been a single shot created since no, 1999? On, honestly, I don't think there has been. I think the closest might be the uh, opening sequence in the movie Limitless. I was gonna say Limitless. Yeah, when he's hanging over. <laughs> well, not even that. Yeah, there's that. It's the infinite zoom. Right. Um, Interesting. And that was cliffhanger. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, just wait till you see the Avatar sequels. Uh huh. Yeah. They released the first yeah. image today. Did they really? Yeah. It's like a someone in the their head poking out of the water, like the album cover of uh, "Drunk" by Thundercat. <laughs> I mean, and, and we spent our time uh, talking about the discourse of once again Sonic the Hedgehog two, <laughs> and the Matrix. <laughs> what an absolute, what an absolute mess of a of, of a show. Uh, 
stream our swordfish episode with shane please (laughs) i need the money yes please uh and uh thank you so much for being on the show uh again and i like i said we'll bring you on to the ultra 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 rare three timers club when we talk about the prequels but is there anything that you want to plug right now before we get out of here no just y'all i appreciate y'all cool thanks for coming on and chatting about the movie adam thank you shane for coming on uh always a, a pleasure adam do you have anything you want to plug yeah, check out my letterbox. It's uh, Adam with three M's, and uh, check out my web. Jeez, check out my website adamjcwagner.com, which I post the stuff I make that Trevor hey. will never watch. I watch it. I know it really well. Uh huh. Go ahead. Uh, I am on Letterboxd at Trevor Dills, Instagram at Trevor. Nice. <laughs> nice. Instagram at Trevor Dills, Twitter at Trevor Dills. Follow us at Ghost Party Picks. Uh, I think the next two episodes coming out, Adam, uh, we haven't confirmed, but we're going to be doing, we're going to have a, a slice of some licorice pizza next week, hopefully. What do you think about that? You know how doomed our um, promotions are of future episodes? Well, I mean, you know I can't see how... Times we've said we're going to do Marathon Man or we're going to do something <laughs> in the, the heist genre. Well, we're going to be doing uh, an episode, one of our famous episodes of Let Me Roll In uh, next week, and that's going to be talking about licorice pizza. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that needle drop in that movie is incredible. Uh, and then, of course, I think uh, in the new year, we're going to be talking about our most anticipated movies of 2022. If you ever want someone to do um, a heist movie that's not a heist movie again, let me know. <laughs> uh, I'm your guy. That episode broke the podcast. We literally changed uh, the format. Yeah, there were uh, one listener, and uh, you had to reconstruct it completely. Oh, wow. Trevor left, so I guess I'll take over the podcast from here. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, thank you, uh, Shane, for making the podcast better, for finally kicking Trevor out of here. I've been trying for years. Much needed. Decades. Almost a decade. Jeez, I don't envy you, my friend. But uh, yeah, thank you. And thank you to the listeners out there um, for picking up the phone and joining us, uh, you know, some kind of... See, Trevor, I wasn't thinking about this, okay? Trevor should be here. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye. Everyone, um, happy holidays. Um, Whatever you celebrate, we appreciate you. Um, you. There's a lot going on in the world right now. There you go. Um, if you can, um, go get vaccinated. We appreciate it. Yes. If you can't afford it, um, there are free resources available. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, stay home, stay masked. Um, we appreciate you all, um, and we'll see you in the new year. Okay? That's exactly what we needed. Thank you, Shane. And uh, we'll leave it with this. Shane, we have officially... Mm-hmm. Matrix out. Out. I know Kung Fu.